Hey everybody, welcome to the NFR edition of the SCORE podcast. We've got these coming to you every single night after the go-round. This episode is always brought to you by our partners at Resistall, at Soft Ride Equine Comfort Boots, at Fastback Ropes, and at CSI Saddle Pads. Because these people have been our partners for years, making sure that we can bring you the coverage that you want to hear from the Thomas and Mac, or I guess last year it was Globe Life Field. So these people, the CSI saddle pads, soft ride boots, fastback ropes, and resist all hats, they have been our longtime partners. They have got presence here in Vegas. They are, they are people that uh, are counted on by the people that we talk to, that we work with, by the recreational team roper, by our whole community, and we are so grateful for them. So again, these episodes, CSI saddle pads, fastback ropes, Soft ride, equine comfort boots, and resist all hats. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Chelsea. Welcome. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. Guys, we're recording. Yeah, Caitlin had me on the breakaway breakdown today from the national finals of breakaway roping, and now we are on the score, and Caitlin's here. Back on the score. It's the home. The home is the score. Yes, the the score (laughs) is where it all started. It is. All right. Well, we are. We just we're watching the barrel racing right now um, because we, that's how. That's usually when we record the the team roping podcast. So we just finished talking to Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin. They won the round. Yeah, they had a great little run. That round was. I don't want to say the word depressing, but I'm sorry. Weird. I'm sorry, guys. It was. Yeah, it was. I depressing. wish everyone did a lot better. And it, you know, I'm not one to talk. I'm. I'm definitely am not top 15 quality roper <laughs> yeah but watching it it was kind of my heart sank for all of them yeah a leg placed tonight two legs placed tonight yeah. actually so that that's okay though because those guys got some money too mm-hmm. so i'm very happy for those guys. so yeah you want to do the the full rundown of what happened in the round caitlin so like chelsea said coleman proctor and logan medlin won the round they were three eight. Second was ren richard and jeremy beeler they were four flat Third was Clay Trine and Jake Long with a 4-1. So good to see them catching and doing good in the round. Uh, fourth was Cody Snow and Wesley Thorpe with a 4-3. Fifth was Eric Rogers and Peyton Bray. They were one of those teams that got a leg in the round. They were 4-2 plus 5. And sixth was Quinn Kessler and Joseph Harrison. And unfortunately, Joseph got a leg as well to be 9-3 uh, with that leg. So that's kind of how the round shaped up in round five. Well, thank you, Caitlin. And this is a an awesome. It's been a while since we got to visit with Coleman Proctor after winning a round. We were super excited to do that, <laughs> even though he thinks we weren't. That's not true. Uh, we, we we do love when Coleman wins because he makes our job pretty easy. He's mm-hmm. well spoken, and you know he's Coleman. I don't need to tell anybody who Coleman Proctor is. Exactly. So, <laughs> and Logan's just about as good of a guy as they as they make. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome to talk to these guys tonight, and uh, congrats on their first round win together at the national finals. So. Yeah. yeah. More to come. More rounds. Five more rounds after this. So. Five more rounds, and wow. then we'll give you all a break from hearing us every day. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We're I, well, I guess we're not. 
not sorry. It's their choice to listen. It's true. So thank you guys for coming back daily to listen to the SCORE podcast. Crazy that thousands of you are coming back. We love it. We love it. We hope you guys are loving it. We're sure you're loving it if you come back. But we sure appreciate all of you guys listening. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a good night. We will talk to you after the podcast. Tell me about that round of team roping. Did you get to see any of it from your vantage point, sir, other than your run? Yes. Uh, well, a little bit. You know, I watched the first four or five teams. I got back there on the monitor, and I got to watch, you know, the first yeah, like four or five teams. Kind of had an idea what it was looking like. But then once I ride up in there, they got a little bit of TV you can watch right before you ride in. But if you're pretty far back there, you can't see a whole lot. But, man, I try not to get too zoned in with what's happening because I kind of got a game plan, and I don't want to be riding in, changing my game plan from what I had had you know all night thinking for it so I just tried to I mean I watched Buddy and Andrew go because they're right in front of us and then I'm just trying to do my job keep it as simple as possible it looked like it was going to be really wolfy at the start and then it kind of fell apart Coleman did you see it what what happened in this round of team roping as far as like you know a lot of legs a couple barriers what's going on with that yeah I was watching from up there at the head box trying to see the start uh, because we were far enough down now and it was, it started off really tight and tough, and then you had just a few key teams, Clay Smith, Jiggers, they break a barrier, then all of a sudden, you know, Dustin, whatever happened. By then, I'm looking at the monitor. So I didn't really know what was getting done in the round, and honestly, at the NFR, man, as a header, your job is to nail the start and make mm-hmm. make the whole life a lot easier. And uh, and, my, and on top of that, my dad told me to be 3-8 because he had entered a contest and <laughs> to pick the winner and win a jacket, and he'd put our name in 3-8 because he thought I could do that, his words exactly. <laughs> Like, I was like, thanks, Chief. Appreciate that, bud. He's like, so go do that so I can win a prize. Like, All right. Well, anyways, and then Jake Long's winning the round at 4-1. And, I mean, we played golf the other day. He took 20 bucks off of me. So I was feeling the need to try to move him. Try to make no, it and, and I think that's team roping out here. You know, it goes in waves. You've seen it start off tough and stay tough all night. You started, you've seen it start off rough and stay rough. You know, you got the top 15 guys in the world. It, it's it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to they're going to make great runs, great runs, great runs. So, you know, you see them stub their toes. It just proves it happens to everybody. Talk about your run. I mean, other than trying to beat Jake, how did how did 3-8 come about? I'm glad you cleared that up because, mm-hmm. honestly, I thought you said let's talk about urine, and I was like, wow, that's your run. Your my run. run. Perfect. Your Thank you. Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's great. Uh, that steer has big horns, and Andrew Ward and I both got a neck on him now. I mean, he's got the prettiest set of roping <laughs> horns. Like, if he was a mojo, like, you would buy him. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. It kind of stepped off the right. He was kind of trying to lay down the chute a little bit. I didn't know how hard he would how hard he would leave the box. So I, I was still wanting to get a get a roll at him. But I missed it just a touch. He steps off to the right. This was the heavier pin of steers. He was kind of lighter framed. So when I stuck him around the neck, I was trying to not let him whip too far down the pin, where I couldn't put him back together, leaving the corner, which is, is so important out here. I think. You know, you see guys like Eric Rogers and Begay and all that just set him on the end of it so good. So when I was kind of caught in the V with the next shot, I tried to take my time through the turn. And once I got him squared off, really try to pull and get my man an opening and then get my leg back and get my horse faced. How do you feel like Heisman's pulling? Man, I tell you what, Heisman's working better than he's ever worked. And I told Logan that coming out here. You know, our run sets up a little different than what I've done with him in the past. Uh, you know, Billy Jack and Motsi, they both kind of really wanted him to hit the end of it and come back towards the corner. So... You know, this year with Logan, I'm trying to just square him off and go straighter across the pin. And, and he's staying up a little more in the front end, and he is really facing. Like, he's doing a great mm-hmm. job. Harry Rose has flagged the NFR forever, and he'd always tell me, man, like your horse's hips just don't release enough for me to give you the fast flag. And so that's something we really worked on whenever Logan was down, uh, was really working on our timing, you know, 
coming out of the turn and then getting finished. And Logan, how did that run look from your angle? Did you get to think through much of it? I mean, obviously it's mostly reaction. But yeah, mostly reaction. I'm, Coleman, even though he got him around the neck, I told him whenever we got done, I said, man, he did such a good job of handling. He handled the, he handled just like he had him around the horns. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did a good job of, of letting him come together fast. I mean, I tried to ride around the end of it and be looking for the first jump. And sometimes around the neck, you know, they may flop or hit down the arena a little bit further and things are a little bit different. But he did such a good job of still giving me the same go, even though he had him around the neck. And, I mean, it's, I mean, it was, my job was very simple. He did a very good job. And you like it. He said you like the, a little different handle than, than most, so than Billy Jack as far as in this building. Or is that is that in a, as a whole or just in this building? Oh, I don't know. I'd say kind of. As a whole, as a whole, run, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of this is. I know it's a different setup and stuff, but this is that's kind of the run that we made all summer. Mm -hmm. Obviously, maybe not three eight, but whether you're three eight or five two at Reno, it's the same type of go. And Coleman does a good job of translating it from the NFR to Reno, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the same type of run we try to make. And I don't know if it's not to say they're wrong or I'm right. That's just what I heal best behind. And mm -hmm. Coleman does a good job of adapting and. Is it you, or is it um, Drago, or is it just a combination of how he works and how you row? I think kind of all of the above. I mean, I think Drago's really good at getting down the arena. He's fast. He can get to where I, I want him to be, and I heal better. You know, if I can push down the arena and get, get square behind him, um, you know, Drago will curl his head out of the way and give you a throw no matter what, and uh, that's, that's kind of what I shoot for. And to add to Logan's point, to not chance this being a long score versus short score. <laughs> um, you know, that his horse is so amazing because behind you know, we've tried to make the same run behind every head horse that I have. And this year having to take Jesse James, my young horse, out on the road, you know, there got to be spots there where my horse was going down the pin too much and him and Drago be up around it trying my job is to square him off and keep him in front and on the right side of him. And there was a lot of times his horse would have to make up for my horse being a little green and headed down the pin the wrong direction. And Drago really does a great job of compensating when, when I fall short on the team. Mm -hmm. Drago has never gotten to be in this building before, right? No, no, first first time. Yeah, did you, I mean, you were always thinking of riding him. Yeah. You weren't going to ride your Colts or anything. No, it was just no. definitely going to be him. Yeah, no, he's... He's some since I've had him, you know. I mean, for the first two or three years that I had him, I never even got mm -hmm. close to making the finals. But I always hoped and dreamed that I would get to ride him here because I just felt like he would match good in this building. Um, not to just sit here and brag about my horse, but, I, but he fits every situation. I've, I've yeah. never, I've never rode him where I thought he didn't fit, and I'm very thankful for that. I mean, he he means make me tear up. He means the world to me, to me and my family both, and. To get to ride him in here finally has just been been awesome. Yeah, and Heisman, you've, I feel like you've had a, a bunch of good, great head horses, Coleman, over the last couple of years, but Heisman is your go-to here. And you had not the best luck on him before, but was the horse was the change that you guys made so much for the better with him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a terrible finals here in 19, mm -hmm. and just my performance, I just didn't rope very good, and I had him a little too tight coming in here. I was way too aggressive. We were, you know, in a spot where I thought we could win the world title, and I, I was really trying to be too aggressive, and I had him too tight. And with Logan, you know, my job is diminished a little bit because I need to get out of the barrier and just square the steer off, keep the momentum of the run coming together. Uh, he slaps the hawks together so fast that I need to work on my finishing. 
And so that's, you know, kind of like Logan. I knew I was riding Heisman when I got here. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a big question mark. It was basically what second horse do I want to deal with for the grand entry, you know, <laughs> which is a huge because our whole game plan for the last month has been centered around, you know, Heisman and Drago. So, mm-hmm. you know, really he's working better than he's ever felt. I told my wife that two weeks before we came mm-hmm. out here. I was just like, man, and then that, you know, our last few practice sessions, I didn't do a lot with him, you know. Don't want to mm-hmm. score a whole bunch because he needs to be pulling on me, getting out of the chute. But I think coming out to the national finals, you got to bring one that tries to pull you out of the corner when you nod your head, and you got to have one that's deader off the reins because the timing with the steers will change, and you don't have enough time like we normally do to watch the cow and then take off. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be rolling kind of with them. So, you know, Heisman's fit these high high-profile setups, you know, the American here and everywhere else, and that's kind of why he's an aggravating little fella, and that's why my wife and everybody love him so much <laughs> is because he, he steps up to the plate in the, in when, the, when the big money's on the line, and, and he's aggravating, but we sure love him. I remember um, you would get frustrated with him in the box. Like, he was a little squirrely in the box. We, I think, I mean, years ago we did a story on, not, I don't know if squirrely's the right word. Is that yeah. the right word? Absolutely. (laughs) Frustrating in the box sometimes, but has he gotten better in his age as far as how he stands in the box? No, absolutely not. He's still the same. He's going to give me a little head shake. He's going to rock out of the corner. But it's almost kind of good sometimes now. I tell you what I've done is now that I've become a parent, I use the same amount of grace that I give my little girls when I ask them to please come on, please put your shoes on, please keep your shoes on, quit hitting your sister. I've given him that amount of grace in the box, and it's helped a lot. And it takes a little of the nerves off. You know, like tonight, I could feel him kind of hunched down a little bit. And, uh, you know, before I'd get frustrated because, man, it's like, hey, we need to be on my schedule in here. Like, I'm ready to go. I want to get out of there. I don't like hanging out in the box a whole lot. Definitely not loaded up in the corner. And uh, <laughs> But he, he does. He takes a little bit of the nerve out sometimes, you know, and he does a great job. I don't know. We just know each other. My dad, you know, Switchblade, he was kind of squirrely in the box. Maybe, I mean, it's probably me. I'm not, you know, as good a <laughs> trainer as my buddy Billy Jack over there at DF. Like, I'm not that good of a trainer. But my dad, it was funny. I said something about him, you know, I hope he's getting better in there. And my dad says, well, he's better because he's getting older. <laughs> you better hurry up if you're going to make him any better. So. Uh, going for the go-rounds the next five nights? Going at him? Yeah, you know, I think our just the same game plan we've had it's not a I don't feel like it's just a just all or nothing type of approach I feel like I really feel like it's a run that we could make and should have already been making more of you know I I didn't feel like it really was too kamikaze of a run it felt like it came together pretty good I mean two nights ago we should have been here too and I wrote the leg same same thing last night I missed I mean it's Coleman's just done a good job of getting good starts turning them and I really felt like coming into this week, we had a good chance to win a lot if I did my job, and hopefully the second half I will. Yeah, we're, it's like a whole new rodeo yeah. starting tomorrow. Exactly. So five of them. Yeah. Right. yeah. Speedy told me after night one, now you can go fast. <laughs> I was like, hey, boss, that was me going fast. <laughs> that was my A game. You know, but that's something like Logan does such a good job of shutting the run down, and if our finish is good enough, it takes so much pressure off of you as a header because you know you're going to be trying to mash the start out. The one thing I did do right in 19 was I was never late, and I got so many good rolls in a row that I knew this year our run's plenty fast. We've just got to put it on the board a lot. Mm-hmm. Good guys, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Always a pleasure to be on the short score, Chelsea. Hey, Coleman, we just love when you win the go round. (laughs) Well, have a good night, everyone, and we will talk to you tomorrow.